And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Federal Minister of Agriculture delivers a keynote speech at the American Farm Bureau Annual Meeting in Nashville. It's in support of the North American Free Trade Agreement. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley has delivered a strong message in support of the NAFTA trade agreement to the largest U.S. farm organization. McCauley says his keynote address to the American Farm Bureau pointed out numerous benefits to all three countries from expanded trade in the past 23 years. He says his presentation received a warm reception. I think it indicates when I was invited to come here that uh, how they feel about NAFTA and what they're trying to do and send the message. And we sent a message to the government of the United States right from the stage there yesterday. And then there were thousands of messages went to the government indicating how vital NAFTA is for, for our three nations. And walking around, I can tell you it was a privilege to walk around even in, in the show afterwards and people meeting you, coming up and shaking hands, thanking us. Canada for coming, thanking Canada for what we're doing, how important NAFTA is. It was certainly a, a great day for NAFTA. And as you know, the president is coming here today and or will be here shortly. And, and that is good, too, because without a doubt, he's coming in to speak to thousands of people, as I did yesterday, that are fully in support of, of the uh, NAFTA agreement. Would they fully understand what NAFTA has done for North America and I can tell you, they're not humble about indicating uh, how they feel, I can tell you. And the president of the firm bureau also echoed these comments, too. So without a doubt, uh, it's a very strong NAFTA area that the president is coming into today. So I can only say it's a good thing. Macaulay estimates there were about 5,000 farmers at the annual meeting of the American Farm Bureau. He says the U.S. farmers realized the many benefits of NAFTA. They talked about uh, the value of trade. Basically, what they said to me, they understood how much trade has expanded. They've quadrupled their export to uh, uh, in the United States. Uh, they understand. Farmers are business people. They fully understand what this has done for them over the last 23 years, and they do not want anybody to do something in order to uh, cripple that movement because it affects it, and it affects the GDP in whatever country you're in. And I was sitting with, a, with thousands of business people yesterday and spoke to thousands of business people that fully understand how important trade is and what NAFTA is itself. In fact, it's the strongest economic area uh, uh, in the world at the moment, the NAFTA area. U.S. President Donald Trump is scheduled to speak to the American Farm Bureau in Nashville this afternoon. A Canfax market analyst is cautiously optimistic about cattle prices in Saskatchewan this coming year. Brian Peria says the cattle industry had a good year in 2017, and 2018 should also be good. Well, 2017, you know, overall, uh, actually, you know, I think it exceeded expectations. We knew we had a lot more cattle, a lot more meat coming onto the mar market across North America. And, you know, there were some concerns about, you know, prices continuing to deteriorate like they did kind of in 16. But for the most part, we saw really strong demand, both domestically and internationally. So, you know, our prices held up quite well. And really at these kind of price levels, most of the supply chain cattle producers, cattle feedlots, even processed 
predecessors were all fairly profitable. So, uh, you know, overall, I think 2017 was a pretty good year for the cattle industry. And now, look at 2018. What is the outlook there? Yeah, you know, we're we're cautiously optimistic, I would probably say. Uh, you know, the U.S. has been through one of its biggest expansions in many years. So, you know, there's going to be a lot more cattle. Uh, you know, we could be looking at record North American poultry production, pork production, beef production. You know, all of these things influence overall prices. The big driver we're going to continue to watch is international demand. You know, access into Asia is big and, you know, tariff rates, trade deals, all those kind of things are going to be become that even that much more important going forward. It appears demand is very strong for North American beef, even despite we've got cattle herds, U.S. calf crop, you know, over a million calves growth year over year. So we got a lot more cattle to process, but if demand holds up, you know, hopefully these prices, you know, we might see a little bit of pressure, likely see some pressure this summer, but hopefully, uh, you know, we can stay above where we, we got to back in 2016, which was kind of a, a large or a very disappointing year. But 2017 was good. And you see 2018, then you said cautiously optimistic? Yeah, cautiously just because of supplies. We've got so many cattle coming forward. Uh, you know, there's a few factors, you know, weather concerns here down in some dryness. You know, if we get a bit of some drought scares, you know, that could put a lot more cattle onto the market in the short term, and that can put pressure on prices. Our Canadian dollar is kind of creeping up here right now. You know, if the dollar goes over 80 cents, you know, we're, we're, our prices are very reliant. You know, a low dollar usually is good for our cattle prices, but a higher dollar can put some pressure on our prices. So that's another factor we're watching and overall how where feed costs go as well. Feed costs have been, there's more weather concerns that could drive up feed costs further too. But the bottom line, futures point to what, higher prices in the next summer? Uh, you're talking cattle side of thing? Probably not. No. You know, I, I guess, no, I would say we're probably steady-ish at best and probably going to see some pressure. Actually, you know, as we go further into 2018, a lot of these calves, as we said, that from the expansion are going to start coming to market later 2018. We're probably going to see some price pressure there. So, no, we could be seeing prices a little bit lower than this year. Care to say percentage-wise how much? Depends on, on the animal type. Depending on what kind of cattle, you know, it could be anywhere from 5 to, uh, you know, even possibly 15% lower. Potentially. There's so many factors out there. Like I said, dollar overall markets and such. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a few percent like that drop or lower prices possibly next fall. Brian Peria is the manager and senior analyst at Canfax, a division of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Today, during the first day of this year's Western Canadian Crop Production Show in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart announced a new $125,000 funding agreement for Saskatoon Prairie Land Park. The five-year sponsorship provides the same level of funding as the agreement that expired on December 31, 2017. The sponsorship will support agriculture-related events such as the Crop Production Show, Ag Experience for Students, Junior Ag Showcase, Youth Leadership Conference, and the Saskatchewan Beef Expo. Stewart says Saskatoon Prairie Land Park is an important hub for the agriculture community, hosting events that are integral to the industry. Thousands of farmers will be in Saskatoon this week for the Western Canadian Crop Production Show at Prairie Land Park and Cropsphere at TCU Place. Farmers are formulating their seeding plans for 2018, and trade issues will play a big role in the final decisions. Topping the list is India's tariff on peas, lentil, and chickpea imports. Kevin Hirsch farms at Cabri in the southwest and provides a producer perspective. Post-crop acres are going to be down 
significantly and where will those acres go and what will producers grow to try to make a profit i think probably we'll see very high canola acres but canola prices too have been trending and grinding lower so as producers search around for profitable cropping opportunities it's getting to be a bit slim pickings out there and i think that's going to be an overriding concern i i think the entire grain economy is looking tighter than we've seen in in recent years and i think that's going to be the overriding caution on, on producers minds as they come for crop production show crop production week and crop sphere Growing canola for too many years on the same piece of land increases the risk of disease, but Hearst says a farm needs to turn a profit as well. On one side, people look at their balance sheet and, and their returns and what they need for this year. Then they look at the long term and realize their rotation is maybe not very sustainable or, or very friendly from a disease point of view, and they're caught trying to make the, the proper decisions. But Short-term economics tends to win out, and I think that's why you'll see canola acres bigger than ever. The Crop Production Show features over 350 companies on hand. SAS Canola held its annual meeting this morning with SAS Barley at 1.15, SAS Flax at 3 p.m., and Saskatchewan Pulse Growers at 5 o'clock. University of Saskatchewan researchers are trying to determine what makes the club root pathogen tick. By getting those answers, the eventual goal is to help the canola plant resist the club root pathogen. Dr. Petta Bonham-Smith in the Department of Biology and is part of a 10-person collaborative group. She says the club root pathogen is able to stay in the soil for a long time and, unlike fungi, is able to get inside the canola plant cell. It makes its way or it gets into the plant cell. Inside of the cell, it is able to hide itself from the plant. So I don't mean physically, you know, run around the block and hide behind something or anything. But what it does is it kind of camouflages or it's able to camouflage itself in such a way that the plant doesn't recognize that it has a pathogen within its cell. That can be either by something that the the pathogen physically does or it could be some way by the pathogen producing something that inhibits the plant's normal processes that would normally detect that it has a pathogen present within itself. Bonham Smith says her research is designed to figure out how the pathogen works. So exactly, you know, is is the pathogen producing some things that prevent the plant from detecting it, or is it producing some things that actually coat itself so it protects itself that way? What what is actually happening? Yes. Inside the cell, the club root pathogen produces proteins. Researchers are trying to find out what these molecules are doing. Some ways they want to prevent the spread of the pathogen inside the cell. One way is to block the cell junctions or the plasmodesmata. The goal is to develop a combined strategy to fight the club root pathogen rather than relying on a single resistance gene. Dr. Bonham-Smith is pleased with research to date, but there is a lot of work remaining and plenty of questions to answer. Dr. Petta Bonham-Smith is with the University of Saskatchewan's Department of Biology and also Dean of the College of Arts and Science. She's a member of a team that's examining the club root pathogen and what it does inside a canola plant cell. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hollis Wealth. 
Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola fell 40 cents at $469.74. Oats rose 70 cents at $153.76. Number one red spring wheat decreased $1.40 at $233.62. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $269.29. Feed barley, $174.63. Flax, $461.68. Yellow peas, $238.54. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is down three and a half cents at 6.23 and a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hard on stock here in Moose Jaw. Light run of cattle here on Thursday. We are selling cows, bulls, and yearlings every Thursday from now till mid-May. First pre-sort here is on the 23rd of January. If you've got some heavyweight yearlings, let's take a run at that sale. These good cows, they bring from... 80 to 88 bucks, much the same as from before the new year. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Hamsel 6,400 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 144 to 145 per CKG. Today's sales expected to be around 6,500 heads, selling in a range of 145 to 147 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and forward contract prices opened up this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 72 basis points for the daily exchange rate at 1.2403. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.57 cents U.S. U.S. cash prices are expected to trade near steady to start the week, following last week's $6 U.S. 100-weight gain, or 10% of the value of the Midwest's negotiated cash prices. The strength in Packer bids was unforeseen and unsupported by the wholesale pork prices, as the value of the cutout gained only about $1.50 U.S. 100-weight over the same time frame. Pork production over the next few months is expected to exceed year-ago levels by approximately 3%, which could put downward pressure on prices without an expansion in pork exports. However, lean hog futures are starting this morning with solid gains across the board and new contract highs from April to August. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy with a high of minus 2, the low minus 8. Tomorrow, cloudy, 30% chance of rain showers late in the afternoon with risk of freezing rain, the high tomorrow plus 1. Tomorrow night, cloudy, 40% chance of flurries and windy, the low minus 17. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 17. Supposed to turn cold on Wednesday, the low minus 25. Thursday, sunny with a high minus 19, the low minus 24. Friday, sunny, the high minus 20, the low minus 25. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 18, the low minus 23. Sunday, sunny skies, the high minus 14. The normal high is minus 11. The normal low is minus 23 degrees. The sun rose at 8.57 this morning. It sets at 5.13 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan at minus 3. Saskatoon is minus 4. Saskatoon, 0. Weyburn, minus 4. Yorkton is minus 6 degrees. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's minus 6. That's 21 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast at 20, giving a wind chill right now of minus 12 degrees. 
Humidity is 83%. The barometer rising, 101.4. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 5 degrees. Winds are from the southeast at 18. Once again, Regina cloudy and minus 6. That's 21 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.